0: families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit UASCC.org or call 716-483-1561.
1: You are listening to Community Matters. The clawback of EF MAP funds is estimated to have a $1 billion impact on counties in New York State and an over $4 million impact on Chautauqua County. We spoke with County Executive P.J. Wendell about that issue. We have Chautauqua County Executive P.J. Wendell here with us. After I I've learned some stories from the state budget proposal that Governor Kathy Hochul put out, one thing in particular, this enhanced federal medical assistance program and what is happening with that. And uh, there is a definite impact if what is proposed goes forward to Chautauqua County?
0: $4.3 million.
1: $4.3 million. Now, New York's Association of Counties had put out a statement on the day that the budget was released that they said, if you include all 62 counties, including New York City, that this is like a $1 billion hit to counties across the state.
0: Correct. And it's, it's hit to counties in the middle of a budget. Our budgets have already been passed. This isn't something that, you know, oh, we have an extra $4.3 million laying around. The challenge is we would have to come up with that funding throughout, you know, make a course change. Uh, You know, what services would or would not be impacted or reduced? You know, where that would come from, I'm not 100% sure in Chautauqua County because we do have a healthy fund balance. So we have been preparing, unfortunately, for rainy days. But if you look at what's happening across the state, you know, $1 billion that the state is taking from counties in the city of New York. Uh, in Long Island, the two counties combined are $70 million. I think Erie County alone is near $30 million. How does the governor see this is right and it's adjusting to do when, as I found out yesterday, speaking to some of our budget people, they're seven to eight years behind in the Medicaid reimbursements as it is. So the county right now, I found out yesterday, is owed nearly $8 million in reimbursement. So we haven't seen any reimbursement from the state. And the other piece that we were told was this money is going to go to fund balance it's not necessary to balance their budget per se but to put into the fund balance you know to, to hit a marker for their fund balance of i think 19 billion dollars it's it's preposterous we talked about this statewide yesterday uh NISAC met with all 62 state counties and uh it's troubling. I mean, just really, and it's, it's going back 20 years of what we've been working for. Uh, Governor Cuomo started this, so I don't, it wasn't her idea, you know, but the budget director, who was the budget director under Governor Cuomo, Robert Mohica, um, we were told kind of slip this in without the governor's knowledge. Well, we all said this on a meeting last week, if anybody slipped anything in our budget without our knowledge, it probably wouldn't be working for us. Uh, This person has since left, so there's a vacant position for, I think there's an acting budget director now. So the budget director position is vacant at the current time. So really, we're going after a ghost, uh, and that's how they termed it yesterday. Uh, But it's just one small piece of what we're finding out are multiple, multiple draconian changes that the governor is putting into this budget, which realistically sets us back 20 years.
1: Mm -hmm. With this, um, to shorten it up, the EF map monies, this is monies that come from the federal government that are supposed to go to local counties. I I should say counties in New York State. Uh, And that's how it's designed. And it has, I mean, you said that, it had been going to New York State, but it doesn't sound like maybe it was coming to you guys to begin with?
0: Correct. All right. There's a little bit of a hang-up, and, and it, this is the problem we've looked at. And that's why, you know if you remember back with the ARPA funding, the emphasis that Tom Reed and our congressional delegation bipartisanly pushed is not to let the money go to the state because this is inevitably what New York State governors have done, um, especially Governor Cuomo and now, as we see it, Governor Hochul. One of the... the, the The big pieces behind all of this is we were in talks trying to get this straightened out. And then all of a sudden, now, you know, they're going to, you know, claw this back. Uh, The other piece that people don't realize, and I can't can't remember if it's 2008 or 2012, that there were tax caps put into place. And the tax caps, I believe, 2008 at 2%. Now you have to go back to remember that it was 2% or the rate of inflation, whichever was lower. When you have a rate of inflation of nearly nine percent at this year's tax rate, it's ridiculous. I think I think they said it came down to maybe like six point five or seven, but either way, almost triple what it was in previous years. They also decided at some point one of those two years that oh, we're only going to pay twenty nine percent So it used to be a 50 50 match, the county got 50, and the state paid 50. Now the state came said, no, no we're not doing that anymore. So in order to take care of our increases in Medicaid, we're only going to pay 21, and that's going to curb, we're, we're, the, the idea was to curb the Medicaid spending. So what we said was, nothing really, we, we took it on the chin, uh, we're done. So again, amidst those, I think it was back in the Greg Edwards and Vince Horgan administrations, they had to come up with that money kind of mid, midway to the state saying, we're, we're only going to pay 29%, deal with it. But the mandates come from New York State. What we have to provide for services comes from New York State, but they only pay 29% of it. They don't even pay the the lion's share. And that was, you know, in the the goal was to curb Medicaid spending. It's just only gone up, and that's the troublesome part. You know, one of the questions I proposed yesterday was, for years, the uh, volunteer fire departments were asking to be able to charge back To their their patients. Um, Medicaid was not really considered to be part of that and they said well you know we go back and charge you know insurance companies because everybody has that believe it or not many people pay into that with their insurance premiums. So what we were finding was it was a request well at the last minute the professional ambulance organizations came in and made a push so instead of allowing us the option to bill they said you must bill. Which must means we have to. Now you also have to bill Medicaid. So our Medicaid costs are going up because, part and parcel, we are charging Medicaid for ambulance transports. So you know, one of the proposals I said yesterday was let's go back to allowing if they choose to to bill, you know, uh, their patients as and they transport them, then focus and primarily focusing on you know, private insurance companies as compared to Medicaid. What would help... Really, what we're doing there is they're exacerbating the problem by allowing or mandating these volunteer fire companies and professional fire or ambulance services to bill Medicaid. So you're increasing the Medicaid costs, which, you know, cut it back. It's a simple way to do it because it wasn't something that the volunteer fire departments asked for. They said, could we have the option to, but not to make it mandatory, which mm-hmm. is a big upheaval that's going on throughout the state and the county. A lot of departments are working through this. It's just it's just going backwards from everything we've been working with the governor for uh since you know i took office three years ago and it's nothing new because the governor was a lieutenant governor so she knew what was happening before she knew the concerns and she had a great dialogue with steve aquario the executive director of nysac and where he stands the hopes is are that you know mark Pollenkars, who's the president of the county executives association has some pull with the governor and really you know holds his ground uh, to make sure that the governor uh you know works with us because right now it it doesn't look that way and we have been in serious talks uh, i signed on to a a letter yesterday um asking you know to remove that uh you know that interception if you will of the funding it's just it it's it's really ridiculous you know and and the the downside of all this is You know, and I I find it kind of funny because, you know, a lot of articles in the paper have been critical of, um, you know, the leadership, Republican leadership in county government. Well, if you look at this impact to the county's budget has no bearing at all on my administration or the Republican leadership. It has all to do with New York state, which is the crux of a lot of this. You know, when people leave businesses or businesses leave New York. It's not because of Chautauqua County taxes. It's because of the business taxes in New York State and the business rules that everybody has to follow. So again, here's one more attempt at the governor trying to make it. And, you know, she talks about trying to do things. This isn't going to help. This is not going to help counties and their tax rates. The other side of this you know, and I've been uh, could share it. The governor wants to build eight hundred thousand new housing units. What is she doing to bring eight hundred thousand people back to New York State? What this is doing is driving people out with the violence, with the increase in taxes across the board. That's where this is sending people. It's not enticing anyone to come back. And you know, if these changes go through with this this budget. It's going to set us back twenty years, and you know we'll have to sharpen our pencils. And trust me, we'll be able to get the job done. But unfortunately, it's going to be born on the shoulders of Chautauqua County residents.
1: Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, my kind of my next question is four point three million dollars is not small change even for Chautauqua County. It- where where does that come from this year if if this goes forward in April first
0: if it goes forward we'd have to look you know depends on where you hear the cries from I'm sure first singles they want to do away with my media you know information officer because you know that that's going to be in there but um, realistically that's you know four point three million dollars is a large portion of the budget um, as you know we do have a very favorable fund balance uh, this year we did use four million dollars um, in capital projects so. I'd hate to um, cancel any of those capital projects because they are necessary and it's sometimes, most oftentimes, it's deferred maintenance and stuff we've been putting off. Um, We do have the ability right now uh, to cover that. But, you know, why is it that we are being punished for being fiscally prudent when the governor can't seem to get their budget under control? That's the downside of all this. And I've said it, and, and people can take it for what it's worth there are 62 counties in New York State. The governor won 13 of them. Uh, you know, Erie County being the largest, her hometown was one of them. Does it really matter if she irritates or, or angers the other 49 that she didn't? She, to me, I don't think she could care less. They have their base. They're going to float on that. And almost like, you know, the heck with the rest of you. It is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. You know, we've been in talks with our our Senate uh, our state senator and their assemblymen, And I know they fight this all the time in Albany. Uh, and we'll make sure that they echo those same sentiments again. But, you know, here again, you, know, you have a governor who only won less than a third of the state counties. And now she's putting on such a burden that would just cripple many of those counties, even the counties that favored her. And ironically enough, the heaviest hit counties, Suffolk County, Nassau County, Onondaga, Monroe and Erie County, are the counties that, where she won that helped her get across that finish line. So really, it's to say no one's immune to this. She's going after everybody, and it's unfortunate. <clears throat> but, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, we have to deal with it. The hopes are that, you know, we have a good negotiation with her. I know uh, NYSEC will be meeting. Um, I'm on the board of directors, so this is something that's going to be a big concern to us and asking for, um, you know, a, a discussion and, and a deliberation to to take this away. I mean, they just can't—and and again, now to find out that the money is going into the reserve is just it's a slap in the face to the counties. I mean, it really is. It's just—but um, it's, you know, <clears throat> it's like a playground bully. Like, I'm going to take your lunch money because I can. And it's unfortunate because really— that this is going to weigh on the shoulders of all of our taxpayers. And not only Chautauqua County, taxpayers across New York State. Mm -hmm.
1: Is this something the state legislature can push back on, or is it out of their hands because of how it works out with the funding?
0: You know, that's a good question. I want to say yesterday that we heard it's really not anything that the legislature can even go after. That it does, it has to be corrected by the executive now again I could be wrong on this, but there was a brief. There was we had so much information being thrown at us yesterday. Um, there are just so many things. This Medicaid is just a small piece, just a small small fraction of what is happening in this budget. Um, you know another piece we're looking at is um, you know Article Eleven of our foreclosure laws. So usually the county gets taken to the you know to the cleaners on our our foreclosure properties. Uh, you know maybe assessed it. You know a three hundred thousand dollar property and there's sixty thousand the property taxes owned and it gets sold for five thousand dollars uh, it's just how it is you know it's just a, that's you know That's what happens unfortunately Um, a couple times this year and this is the first year in many years that one we've had an auction but two we've had a couple of properties not a majority but we've had a couple of properties go for more than what the taxes were owed well if you take away article 11 it now gives that the proceeds of that sale back to the homeowner back to the person who's been delinquent in taxes for three years and the comment is, well it should be it's owed to them well if they're delinquent the first year you can't pay your taxes if you're looking at the second year and new you know you can't pay your taxes sensibly you sell the property and pay your back taxes and get out from under it that's what i think any normal person would do but you know people you know fight this and, and prolong it and it's a rarity i'm told with and i talked to Todd budget todd button uh, in our budget department he said, this year was just an anomaly. We've had a couple, not many, but a couple of properties went for more. Uh, so we were you know, you know, generous on that. But if you take that back, you're giving that. So you're basically taking the counties, which we're doing all the legwork. We're listing the counties. We're doing all the work. We're going to do all the sales, all the recording, the taxes, you know, like you know, the, the different recording fees and stuff, only to find out that any proceed the county would benefit, because we usually don't. Well, then go back to the homeowner who hasn't paid taxes in three years. So a big frustration, huge frustration when you look at that. And that's another piece that's in there. They're just, they're going after these these pieces that have, you know, gone in the county's favor. Um, and not always. I mean, it's just, it's like crumbs at the table. And they're even taking the crumbs away. You know, I, I, I liken back to, uh, you know... Uh, the sheriff of Nottingham got angry in Robin Hood in my movie quotes as well. Cancel tables at scraps for beggars and orphans. I mean, it's really what it is. We're, we're begging for scraps, and they're taking even those away from us now uh, in this budget. So it, it's very disappointing, very disappointing. But, you know, part and parcel was this, uh, you know, the governor realized that, you know, even with a strong opponent, she still won, so I can do what I want. And it's really, you know, I know our assemblymen and senator fight constantly, daily. They're very outspoken. The senator sued the governor and won. Uh, Andy Goodell always debates on the floor to the point the sponsors of bills don't even know whether they're coming or going and really don't even understand their bills as well as, as the assemblyman does. Uh, but, you know, it's always... And again, when you have one-party rule, that's the point of all this. You know, you go back to... you know, People are talking, what's happened in Chautauqua County since the Republicans have taken a stronghold? There's only been one party rule in Albany for nearly 25 years. So I think you need to look a little bit deeper and quit putting the blame locally. And let's look at how we start to restructure things in New York State. For a while, you know, when Kathy Young was in the Senate, uh, there was a Senate majority, uh, you know, for the Republicans. That since has changed to a super minority, a super majority for Democrats. So they, they control both houses and the executive office. And yet people don't look to say, hey, uh, maybe we need to change this. But, you know, obviously the argument is that, you know, the election uh, spoke for itself. But, you know, I, again, I'm a big proponent of, you know, electoral college in New York State. Right now the tail wags the dog. New York City is, is driving all of this. And it's very disappointing to say, again, basically, you know, to hell with the rest of the state. This is what we're going to do. And I have my downstate support, so I'm okay. Let's keep going. And it seems to be, you know, the the attitude, if you will, that the governor has taken, especially with this budget. It's really, it, but even now, it's really just to hell with everybody. We're, we're doing this. So, uh, you know, I hope that stronger heads prevail. And I, you know, I know we will have a strong stand coming from NISAC. And, uh, you know, we will meet At the very latest, at the end of the month, our our annual conference uh, will take place in Albany. But uh, there's been discussion of the board of directors meeting prior to that with, uh, you know, with a meeting with the governor. But, uh, you know, even that is just a very uh, unique uh, opportunity. We'll see how, you know, what kind of line she wants to draw in the sand and, you know, where we go. But I just hope there's some sensibility in this because there's just so many pieces. And, And you listened yesterday to You know, and we'll we'll save it for another date, even, you know, the governor trying to take away home rule when it comes to, you know, developers and, and what they want to develop in certain parts of New York State. So it's just, it's very discerning. And this is somebody who championed, I am for the people and I'm from this area in Western New York. Well, it doesn't look that way to me.
1: Okay. Well, County County Executive Wendell, we are going to have a chance to talk and get caught up on more uh, on the state budget and more topics at the end of the month. But thank you so much for coming in today.
0: Well, thanks for having me.